Hello everyone and welcome back to Too Smart For This, a podcast dedicated to knowing better and doing better for ourselves and others. I'm your host Alexis Barber and today I am recording what appears to be the last episode of Too Smart For This for the year and the last episode for a while because I'm launching something really exciting in Q1 and so at the end of March I'll reassess to see if the podcast, this podcast, is still something I can continue with but in today's episode I want to reflect on this past year of of having a podcast and talk about some things that have been my high highs and my low lows and give you some motivation for keeping on when you're in those low lows so that you can eventually reach those highs that are wonderful. So the first thing I want to say is that high highs and low lows are the rhythm of life. I think for so much of my life, I was constantly trying to escape any sort of discomfort. I did not like being uncomfortable. I don't like when things aren't the way they're supposed to be. I don't like when things are incorrect or wrong or whatever. I just don't like it at all. So I would run from any feeling of like things not being okay because I was like, I I think I always had said to myself in my head, like once I have this, everything will be fine. And the truth is everything will always be fine. And everything will also always be not fine. Things go up and down in this life. And once you accept that, you realize that happiness is not those high highs. It's actually knowing that you have the tools to deal with the low lows to get yourself back out of those faster and accept what's going on around you. So that's been my biggest learning this year is not that I'm chasing feeling happy all the time because it's not possible but that I have the tools to bring myself out of things, not be attached to outcomes, not be attached to feelings of comfort, but rather know that good things are coming to me no matter what. And so I was doing some reflecting on this past year um, while I was journaling this morning, and um, I just think about like how far I've come this year. I didn't used to journal consistently. like This time last year, I was not journaling consistently. I hadn't managed my money quite well this time last year. I wasn't there yet. I hadn't even realized this, but I did not like my job. So many things have changed for me over this past year, and I'm so grateful for them. But I wanted to share an experience I had in February, which was a big turning point sort of month for me because, as many of you know, like in September is sort of September 2020 is when I got my start with content, but for a while, I just didn't know what direction I wanted to take it in. Um, I had these followers on Instagram, and like I just didn't know what kind of creator I wanted to be, and I knew in my heart of hearts that I wanted to be a creator. I wanted to be an influencer, that I love creating content, but I wasn't allowing myself to really like care. I wasn't allowing myself to jump into it. Because in my heart of hearts, I still did believe that being an influencer, being a creator was vain and that it was dumb and that I went to a good college and worked at Google, so why would I want to do that? And it wasn't until a conversation with Jeff in February where I was like, where he was like, if you want to do it and it makes you happy, why aren't you doing it? And I was like, wow, like I've let these external perceptions of what an influencer is and what people think of an influencer, people that I don't care about, think about an influencer impact 
whether I want to take something that's been gifted to me seriously. And I was like, damn. So it was in that time where I started just being honest with myself that this was something that I wanted. And one of those things was YouTube. And so YouTube for me was something something I've been back and forth with over this past year and that I do want to get into. But in February, I really wanted to buy a camera because I wanted to start my YouTube channel and my little iPhone 11, I didn't feel like was like enough for that. So I, but I like really was not in a place where I could be like spending frivolously like $500 on a camera. So I remember I bought it anyway, even though I didn't have really the money to do it. I didn't have the like, I was not in the best financial place in early 2021, simply because I had just moved to New York and drained my savings to do that, which was also a leap of faith. And um, the next day, a deposit came into my account and I was able to pay my bills, even though I wasn't supposed to like spend that money. And that for me was one of the many moments that the universe, God, whatever has shown up for me when I have decided to go after my dreams this year. And that is a huge deal because every time that I've had a moment where I was like, I don't know if this is for me or I don't know if I'm doing this right or I don't know if what's next is is right for me, I've been proven wrong and I've been shown the direction. The direction is always there. If you are contemplating something and you're not sure what you want to do, there's an answer there. There's always an answer. And so I reflected again and was looking through my journals from June. And this is at a time where I was miserable at my job, truly, like was not feeling psychologically safe, as they say in HR, whatsoever. And my Wow. And like, honestly, like I was afraid to apply to this job that I have now. I was really scared of applying to it because leaving the program I'm in, which is what I was in, which was very prestigious, was just crazy. I mean, like for a department I had never really heard of within YouTube. And I just remember feeling so nervous about it. And like that once again, those traditional ideas of this is the best program, this is where you need to be, this is what people take seriously and what people don't take seriously, and you need to decide which one you're going to go for, I got the job. And I just remember feeling like if I get this job, it means I have to take it because at the end of the day, I am perfect for it. It does work for me. It is everything I want and need. It just doesn't have this prestige factor that I'm looking for. And honestly, the theme of my life has kind of been like doing the things that people respect the most or like have the most, you know, traditional allegiance to is not always what's going to make me the happiest. It's not always what's going to actually turn out for the life that I want to build, you know? So once again, when you're having those those fears, what my, fra- my fave queen, Michelle, says at Holisticism, the host of the podcast, The 12th House, is making paradoxical moves. And paradoxical means it's not necessarily traditional. It's not necessarily what, like, happens next or – what on paper, maybe these things, these numbers, these ideas of what you need to do for your life are kind of wrong. I mean, like who's like who says that 
having 10K followers, for example, which is the thing I had been all I wanted this time last year was 10,000 followers. Who says that having that makes me less of an influencer? Who says that having that makes me the type of person that is someone that can build an engaged community on the internet? No one. And I mean, we have these traditional ideas of what's successful and what's not successful. And when you take a step back and think about truthfully, you know, what you want, it does not have to be within those very fine black and white lines. You can do what you want to do. You can have what you want to have, even if you don't, quote, have the credentials or the background or the specifics needed to do that thing. And that's something I learned multiple times this year, whether it was not having the financial resources to do what I wanted to do, I still made it happen. Or if it was not having the, quote, respect of people that I don't even care about or were interested in to make the moves that I wanted to make, all of those things, I listened to my gut and my intuition. I made those paradoxical moves. And looking back on it and reflecting on those moments that I had forgotten about until today is what's giving me the confidence to move forward in this next year knowing that whatever I ask for, whatever I want, whatever I need is going to come to me. And it may not come to me in traditional lines. It may not come to me in the way that I expect it to, but it always does. And so that for me is where I wanted to start by saying, um, but I did have high highs and low lows. I had the tools to get out of those low lows and come into those high highs. And so I want to share those with you as well. I think one of the tools was making paradoxical moves of like making the decision to go somewhere or do something without, you know, like big, without, you know, feeling wrong about it because I trusted my intuition, but I cultivated that trust in my intuition through self-reflection. And I've talked about this countless times. I mean, you cannot be your best self if you don't know who you are and you don't know what you learned. I mean, like even this morning, I have something I really want and I was feeling like upset that I didn't have it yet. And then when I reviewed those journals from earlier this year, I remembered like whatever I want's coming to me and I don't have to do it the traditional way. It's just going to come, you know? And So that's why having that self-reflection is necessary. So my tools for getting out of those low moments are as follows. One is just simply building frameworks. Everyone's different. Everyone deals with pain, frustration, et cetera, differently. Therefore, you need to build your own frameworks for responding to things. So some of my frameworks for responding to things are as follows. When I start to feel like I'm comparing myself to others, I take the day off social media, no matter what. Always just like, like end it, whatever. Like if I want, if my, if I'm worried about the algorithm, it's gonna be fine because my mental health is more important. Then I like either go on a walk with a podcast, which usually cures all for me, or I take a shower with meditation music and try to get to the root of what I'm feeling. Then I like to journal out what I'm feeling. And those are the things that work for me. Movement, trapping myself away from technology, and journaling are my biggest responses to my tri- to the triggers and the low lows that hit me throughout this world. Therapy is also a huge thing. I have therapy. We get free therapy through Google, which is like wonderful. And I know it's not accessible to everyone, which is why I like to provide those other alternatives. But 
therapy for me has also been just like a game changer and letting go of control over like my family and all that stuff. Building your own frameworks for how you respond to triggers helps you not only identify those triggers and work through them, but also helps you build the self-confidence that you don't have to be in those low feelings forever. And it's not numbing those issues, but it's rather dealing with them in a healthy way. And I am still guilty of numbing my anxieties and emotions with like wine or other substances or, um, you know, watching TV or going on TikTok. Those are all things that we do. We numb our emotions. So I still do that. I'm not saying I don't do that. But when I see something that is recurring, a feeling that's recurring or a feeling that's just too big for me to handle, I'm really starting to be able to process those things in a way that is healthier as opposed to just forgetting about it and then it popping up again later on. So there's nothing wrong with like TikTok, TV, wine, weed, alcohol, but there is something wrong with you never addressing what's really hurting. And so that's something that's really helped me is building a framework to respond to the things around me when I feel really overwhelmed or sad and knowing how to show up as my best self, knowing when I can do my best work, knowing what I need around me and setting those boundaries so that I don't really freak out all the time. And so some of those boundaries for me are what have informed my 2022 goals. And the way I set goals this year was not, I want to do this by the end of the year. It was more, here's who I want to be. Here's how I know I can get to that person. And I built a bunch of systems for myself and frameworks for myself as opposed to goals. So I started off by thinking about what I want for the whole year, but in this world, things change so drastically all the time that I didn't want to plan 365 days. So I started by planning the first quarter and the first like basically quarter and a half of the year because I'm running a half marathon in April. Hopefully fucking COVID is like really messing with my training plan, but running a half marathon in April. And so um, I scheduled every single one of my workouts up until April on my calendar. And then I went through every single one of my tasks that I need to do as a content creator to get things done, especially because things are changing in this next um, 90 days, and put those on my calendar and sort of just wrote out what it takes to do what I do and do what I want to do to be who I want to be on social media. And I wrote all of those things out and I scheduled them in my calendar. I wrote out my favorite recipes and my favorite grocery list so that they're easily accessible when I feel like I don't have time to cook or eat. I wrote out my boundaries, etc., and that's really what informed all this. So let's do an example of boundaries. So I do my best work in the mornings, but I know that I need to work out in the mornings if I want to get it in because with the return to office to work to whatever that I don't really know if we'll continue in January, but we'll see. I was getting invited to more events, more dinners, whatever in the evening, and I will always put sort of social interaction and connecting with people above, you know, working out because it's more important to me personally. But I started to realize, like, you know what? 
at the end of the day, whether or not my brain registers it yet, my health is most important. So I need to prioritize that and I can sacrifice a few mornings a week in order to do that. So I scheduled those workouts in and gave myself time, energy, and wrote out the habits, the frameworks, and everything that I would need in order to get those things done, which included scheduling the workouts, writing in my calendar exactly how many miles I'm going to run that day, linking the workout plan that I'm doing into those calendars or into my notes so that it's easily accessible. I know what I'm going to do that day. Um, and on a, and that's sort of on a macro basis, like on the calendar, but the other tools that I have to do that are laying out my workout clothes every night, having a good gym bag that fits everything, having minis of all of my products that I need, like listed out, ready to go. It's building those systems into. So that's an example of that. And another sort of boundary that I'm sort of setting with myself this year is my evenings. So if I'm going to obviously give my mornings to working out and then going to work, my evenings are going to have to be for connecting with my community and creating content. Um, But also after a certain point, they have to be for me personally. They have to be for my relaxation and my connection with my boyfriend. So I'm limiting myself to going out once a week for at least January. Um, We'll see February, but going out or events like once um, once on weekdays and once on weekends because I know that's what I need. And there will always be opportunities to go out. There will always be opportunities to have fun. There will always be opportunities to hang out with people and connect with people. But for this month, in order to be the person that I want to be, be the person that I love most, I need to have time to myself to be unstructured decompressing and so setting that boundary is not easy it's not it's kind of like fucking annoying honestly because like I don't like having restrictions placed on myself but I know it's what I need to feel my best and I know that when I have like two to three evening events in a week I'm just burnt out and I can't take it and I don't have time to create or be the creator I want to be so that's important to me um Other boundaries that are sort of paradoxical moves to tie everything together for me is cutting back on the amount of content that I put out or that I hold myself to putting out. And that means putting out one YouTube video a week instead of two YouTube videos a week. And I genuinely feel like the amount, the number, the quantity of content that you put out can be really helpful if you're in a growth stage or a place where you really want to blow up. But if it's not sustainable, there's no point. It's kind of like dieting, you know? Like if you diet and eat like 1,500 calories or however many, like 1,000 calories for a month, okay, you lost all that weight. But when you return to the real world and are the pressures of the real life, you can't do that. So if it's not sustainable, there's no point. And that's how I felt with content where I've been holding myself to this crazy standard all the time and it's led to quick burnout and it's led to me not being able to be consistently showing up for my audience. And that is really hard for me to admit, but it's also just really hard for me to feel. So the paradoxical move I'm making is taking 
those expectations and lowering them to something I know I can commit to so that I'm not feeling overwhelmed and sad and creating those feelings of overwhelm and burnout for myself. Because if you do something a certain amount of times, you start to realize that like you're dumb if you keep doing it. So my current content schedule is going to look like one YouTube video a week, um, one TikTok a day, and then Instagram six days a week. And I'm going to take Saturdays off on Instagram and um, or Saturdays or Fridays off from Instagram. And those are just things that I need to feel my best. And the thing is, I wouldn't have known all of these, these things if I didn't experiment. And as I mentioned in the beginning of the episode, I'm always someone who wants comfort and routine and knowing like as soon as I have this, everything will be fine. And so I always like to create a routine and then be 100% and feel like, okay, this is it. But things evolve. Things are going to change. Your plan for your life this year is going to change. What you want this year is going to change. What I want this year right now is not what I wanted 365 days ago. Things are going to change and you have what? The tools. The tools to get yourself where you want to go because you know and you're constantly learning your new triggers, your new frameworks for responding to those triggers, your new goals, and how you're going to conquer those. But you can only do that when you are fully trusting in yourself, in the fact that the universe is going to bring you whatever you need and that you have the capacity to get through anything. So I hope this really helps you go see where I'm coming from when I make all my decisions, when I work through all my issues, and that it gives you some inspiration for how to deal with your own problems, with your own triggers, and how to effectively set your goals for this next year. Dreaming big, there's nothing wrong with dreaming big, but we know we can make paradoxical moves. Shout out to Michelle from Holisticism who coined this phrase to really get to where we want to go and that it does not always have to be painful and difficult. It does not have to be burning yourself out and it does not have to be numbing your emotions. There are healthy ways to deal with things and give yourself the space, the flexibility through your boundaries to be who you want to be this year and you'll be too smart for this because you'll love yourself. So You're too smart to not set boundaries. You're too smart to compare yourself to others. You're too smart to burn yourself out. And you're way too smart to not love yourself. So thank you so much for what has been the most life-changing year of my life, of my entire life. I'm going to cry. I'm not going to cry. And thank you for supporting this podcast. Thank you for all of your reviews, for following the podcast Instagram, following me for listening to my deepest, dumbest rants sometimes, showing up for my guests, and for being an amazing community. I am so proud of all of the growth that you've had this year, whoever you are. I'm so proud to have been a part of that. I'm so proud of how far this show has come. And I am so excited for 2022. You guys are going to be so excited with what's coming out. Yes, a month from the day I'm recording this, And I cannot wait to share it all with you. So thank you so much. And I'll see you on the internet.